Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Uh, before I start uh, today's message, I just want to share uh, a short uh, trivia insight. You know, I like uh, a random trivias and uh, I just learned something. So maybe this is uh, old news to you, but I just learned something so fascinating uh, that will tie into our message today. Uh, I learned today the identity of this American gentleman called Ronald Wayne. Anyone heard about Ronald Wayne? Uh, if you didn't, maybe you would know this other uh, uh, name of uh, Ronald Wayne's friend called Steve Jobs. How many know Steve Jobs, right? You probably are carrying a phone that he had a hand in uh, manufacturing. Uh, how many of you have also heard of uh, uh, Ronald Wayne's other friend, Steve Wozniak? Steve Wozniak, those of you who are into computer programming, you will know that uh, if... Uh, Steve Jobs was like the, the salesman and the visionary for Apple. Then Steve Wozniak was the engineering mind uh, uh, behind uh, 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 Apple. And so, uh, of course, you know that there is this company called Apple. So, Ronald Wayne was actually considered the third uh, co-founder of Apple. But did you know that the reason why we don't talk about him a lot, and I, it took me a while to even learn about who he is, uh, was because when Apple, the company, was formed and incorporated, um, uh, Ronald Wayne was given 10% shares of the company. How many of you would love to have 10% shares of Apple right now? Amen? Amen? I, I, I declare that, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, whether Apple or something, just, just tithe it and give it to the Lord generously. Amen? Give it to missions. Um, but do you know what he d- sold it? He sold it. Do you know when he sold it? He sold it about 12 days after the company was incorporated. Wow, he sold it because at that time, he thought that this company was too small to make a difference. This company was not going to have a long future because there was just too much competition and his, uh, maybe his co-laborers, his co-workers were a little bit too unique for him. So, he sold it for 800 USD. And if that's not enough, because as a co-founder, you have certain rights, right? One year later, he uh, accepted an additional 1,500 American dollars uh, to basically give up any future claims over the company. So in total, this person made, bad with math, but about 2,300 uh, American dollars uh, from Apple. And, and, and that's why it took me until 2021. I mean, I'm not knocking this guy down. You know, this, this guy, uh, you know, he's probably achieved a lot in his life. But, but it's like, I'm, when I heard that, I'm like, wow, wow. If only this person stayed the course. And have you been there before where God started you on something, but you gave up a little too early? Have you been there before? 
Have you been there before where God asks you to, to maybe serve in a particular ministry, but you gave up a little bit too early? Or to, to maybe, uh, um, you know, commit to a Bible study plan, but you gave up a little bit too early? You know, maybe the Lord asks you, I want you to commit to homes, but you gave up a little bit too early. If there's one thing we can learn from Ronald Wayne's life is to stay the course. And that's the title of my message today, Stay the Course. And, and, and I want to help us to, to really, you know, um, allow God to bring us back to that place of faithfulness again. And, and coming back to that place of, of finding joy, finding a satisfaction in Him, uh, uh, and, and abiding in Him, remaining in Him, staying in Him, and staying the course that He has set for us. And so I want to turn us to some scripture. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. John 15, verse 1 to 8. You have Jesus telling us to stay the course specifically by abiding in Him. In John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. If you have your Bibles, when you turn to it, uh, I know our wonderful XTV people are flashing it up on the screen, uh, but that's just for our online friends. Everyone physically, you got to read your Bible. Amen? And tell your, yourself, stay the course, read the Bible. Amen? Uh, John 15, verse 1 to 8. If you're there, can you hear a good amen? Fantastic. Uh, let's go. It says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Now pay attention. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, Neither can you unless you abide in me. So that's already two times Jesus tells us to abide in him, remain in him, stay with him. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, number two, third time, and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, that's the fourth time, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me, another time, and my words abide in you, another time, you will ask what you will desire and it shall be done for you. For this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. We're going to stop there for a bit. Amen. I think you, you get the idea what Jesus is trying to tell us. Amen? Remain in Him. Stay with Him. Stay on the course. Jesus says He is the vine. Apart from Him, outside of Him, you can achieve nothing or nothing that is of eternal value. And, and it's only by remaining in Him, it's only by staying with Him will we achieve our true potential. Amen? And, and, and just to help us understand this a little bit, you know, God gave me this illustration. How many of you, I, I know I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm mentioning this Apple thing again, but um, uh, how many of you have an iPhone? Uh, and I know in an iPhone, in your camera mode, there's this uh, 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 mode called, you can take pictures called panel. It's, it's panel for short, but it's panorama, right? Basically like a very wide view. 
Uh, how many of you have played with that before? Can I see a show of hands? You know, online, give me a wave, right? Wow, okay, so a lot of people have uh, uh, Apple users here. Okay, uh, th- do they have that on Android phones? So I don't discriminate everyone. Okay, praise God, hallelujah. Praise God for technology. You know, whether you're Apple user or Android user or no user at all, hey, you're welcome in X Church, okay? We, we embrace everyone regardless of your uh, phone. Uh, uh, anyway, so... Panorama, right? How many of you are good at taking panorama pictures? How many of you have, oh, oh wow, I see some hands. Praise God, praise God. Okay, maybe, maybe they can serve in, uh, maybe, you know, in the, I don't know, we can come up with a new ministry in church called Exposure. So you take pictures or something like that, right? Like, okay, if you ever wa- wa- wonder how, how to come up with a new name for a serving team in church, just, just find a pun with the word X, okay? Uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, so I've, we've got some people that are good at it. How many of you have never used that function before? You know, but no, I mean, at least you play with it, right? How many of you have made some fails before? You tried to do a panorama and then you failed, right? Uh, uh, yeah, hey, I've been there, I've been there, okay? And so panorama fails are a very real thing. And so, you know, I, I scoured around the internet and I found some. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's how the panorama thing works, right? But we'll come to it. Uh, let's show them some panorama fails, okay? Hopefully our friends uh, online can watch this, can see this as well. Uh, those of you who will be listening to this in the future on a podcast, just imagine or Google, okay? Uh, so look at that. That's a two-legged cat. I know it looks freaky, uh, but that's a normal cat that basically became a panoramic fail because, you know, probably while, while taking uh, the picture, the cat was moving or something like that, right? So that, that's a panorama fail. Uh, we have a two-legged cat. Uh, and uh, how many of you have seen this? Uh, this, this sounds like a picture from Revelation, right? Out of the ocean will come a beast. It's got th- six legs and the face of a crocodile and, uh, you know, the body of a beast. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a beautiful uh, border collie that became a panoramic fail uh, because, again, reasons. Uh, you know, for those... For, I, I, I'm not good enough a camera, but I just know uh, it was because, you know, maybe they just didn't uh, follow all the instructions. And uh, as a result, a beautiful dog became uh, this work of art, a six-legged mythical monster. Uh, Do we have time for another panoramic fail? Panoramic fail. Oh, look at that. This is a caterpillar cat. How many of you see this? <laughs> uh, this is a cat that was wandering around the living room and uh, became a panoramic fail because of uh, reasons. And look at that. But in, in a way, it's pretty cute, isn't it? It looks like something from, uh, uh, what's that anime, uh, Studio Ghibli, uh, you know, where they have all the cute, uh, uh, you know, animals. Anyway, uh, look at that, look at that. So, but again, you know, that's a panoramic fail. Now, now uh, you don't have to be a scientist to know that the reason why uh, you, you fail is because you, you're supposed to stay on the line. You're supposed to pan, just in case you don't know. You know, uh, as you take a panoramic picture, you're supposed to stay uh, on course. You're supposed to stay on the line. You're supposed to just follow the instruction. And, and what Jesus is trying to tell us is this, that, look, you know, uh, I, I, I want to see your life be fruitful. But how many know that, that being fruitful is not something that you can squeeze out? Right? When was the last time you walked past an apple tree and you heard this sound? Never. Right? You never hear... I know that sounds gross. You never hear an apple tree or orange tree struggle as if it's constipated, trying to squeeze something out. No, it just bears fruit. 
it just remains connected, tattered, you know, uh, and, and, and the fruit comes out. And what Jesus is trying to tell us, if I can use this uh, kind of like illustration, this panorama illustration, is this that, hey, you know, he, he wants to uh, uh, create a, a, a life out of you. And, uh, you know, just like how when you use the panorama kind of like app or the, the function, uh, it, it's, it's not you that's creating the picture, right? It's not you that created the phone. You just got to stay the course. If you can stay the course, the picture will naturally come out very nice. Can we show them a, a panorama non-fail? Look at that. Look at that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, I might have taken that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, if, if you, you might even see, that's Pastor Cat right there. You can see uh, if you can. Yeah, this is from one of our trips in the, in the BC era before Corona when we could actually travel. I think this is Belgium, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, look at that. Look at that. Now, now, now I can brag because the truth is, I'm not a good photographer. And the only reason this was created was because I stayed the course. I stayed on the line. And, and I didn't create the scenery. The scenery was there. I didn't create the phone. And, and so Jesus is saying, look, I want you to be fruitful. And, and what you got to understand is this, the key towards fruitfulness, the key towards not missing the mark is to remain in me. If you remain in me and allow me to be in you, then then the works of art create itself. How many know that God wants to make your life a work of art? A beautiful work of art that, that tells of God's goodness and God's provision and God's blessing and God's second chances and God's healing. Amen? Now, how many of you want your life to be a walking billboard of God's goodness? Amen? You know, I want people, when they look at my life, they, they don't see how great I am, but they see how great my God is. You know, I want them, when they even see my life, they see the grace of God. They go like, that guy can make it? Well, there must be something behind him. You know, and then you'll realize that, yeah, there is something behind him, and his name is Jesus. Amen? And so that is what I want us to, to, to really know today. And and, and the, the thing is this, that many times, you know, it's not like we, we don't want to. I, I believe all of us, we want to live fruitful, God-honoring lives. And the, the problem is sometimes uh, we, we take ourselves off the course uh, due to, I don't know, the, the different fears and the different perceptions. Just like Ronald Wayne sold off uh, uh, what is today, you know, multi-billion dollar stocks. Uh, uh, for eight hundred dollars, for for a thousand five hundred dollars, for for two thousand three hundred in total, because he's allowed maybe some fear to come in, maybe he's even allowed some impatience to come in, which brings me to my first point: the key to us staying the cause is to stay patient. How many of you uh, have? pulled out of a particular ministry because you became too impatient. How many of you, real talk right now, have, uh, God has told you to pray for something or someone. It could be the salvation of your loved one. It could be the healing. But you stop praying, not because God asked you to, but because you just grew impatient of the results. 
And you felt like, I, I, I've been praying, but I'm not seeing any results. So you give up. Ouch. How many of you have been there before? You stop praying because you stop seeing results. And so, the same thing. The reason why we, we go off course is because we go impatient. So, we got to stay patient. You need to understand that fruits, why Jesus used vine and fruits, because there is a natural timeline to, to, to plants producing fruits. How many know that you can't just happen like that, right? Plants are not chickens, right? Chickens, if I'm not mistaken, they can lay eggs every day. And that is a form of fruit. Um, okay, let's not go there. But, but, but trees don't just go like that. It, it takes time. You know, and an apple tree takes an average between four to five years before it can bear fruit. Uh, uh, cherries take about three to five years to bear fruit. Uh, pear trees takes about four to six years and plum trees take about three to five years. In other words, you get it. You need patience. You need to let God do His thing according to His timing. And so the question is, how do we stay patient when our very nature, our fallen nature, our sinful nature is so impatient? Right? Uh, how many of you have uh, uh, um, gone to... How many of you had cravings before? Cravings, right? Uh, I, I, I have cravings. I've got unhealthy cravings for uh, fried food. And so I have a particular... Uh, a, a, a kind of like little uh, a stall I like in Chinatown that sells the Taiwanese fried chicken. You know, the, the type that they, 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 they mash it so that the, the, the chicken breast is very spread out, then they deep fry it, and then they put all sorts of unhealthy flavorings on it that taste so good. Mwah. And uh, then sometimes I, I, I have cravings like that. And, uh, but recently, my cravings have been denied because, you know, I'm, I'm happy for them because um, uh, the world has discovered that stall. You know, once upon a time, it was just me and that stall. You know, we, we, we had a special moment. It was my special place, my happy place in Chinatown. Uh, but over, I don't know, but, but you know, I'm glad for them. But over the months, every time I walk past that stall, there's a huge line. And even though I know that, 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 you know, fried chicken's good, the reason why I give up on that was because I, I just, you know, I just, just was impatient. And do you see this thing? Impatience causes us to lose our love for something. And so what's another word for craving? A particular, I don't know, love. A desire uh, for that thing, right? How many of you have uh, felt like you want the ice cream before? And then you walk past your favorite ice cream place and the line was way too long. Do you not love ice cream? You love ice cream, but the impatience of getting the ice cream killed the love. So if we flip it, how do we grow more patient by growing our love? I wrote here, bearing fruit is a process. So grow patience by growing in love. And so Jesus is saying that, hey, I want to do something beautiful, something grand, something eternal. I want you to be fruit bearing. I want you to be desirable by the world. But it's, it's, it's going to take some patience because it takes time for, for fruits to come out. So while the fruits are being developed in you, would you overcome your impatience by growing more in love with me? 
And Jesus says, abide in me. Stay with me. You know, there are love songs titled, Stay With Me, Stay the Night, whatever it is, but stay. And, and, and in fact, I think there is one song called Stay. Anyway, um, so, you know, what we need to do is ask God, God, I, I, want, I, I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to pull out too early. Lord, I want to stay the course. But God, I also admit that I am impatient. How many will say that to God today? And say that, God, would you this morning, would this be your prayer? God, help me to fall more in love with you. Because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, what is love or what does love produce? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, we have, you go back and read it, it's, it goes on to describe what love is. Very beautiful, very poetic. It's read at almost every Christian wedding, but let's focus here, you know, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. Love suffers long, or in certain translations, love is patient. And so, there is a correlation. And so, would you ask God, God, help me to fall more in love with you. Well, no, maybe this is the solution. Some of you, God is asking you to pray for someone. And you feel like giving up because you're impatient. You're not seeing results. Maybe what you need to do is this. God, help me to love this person more. God, would you grow my love for this breakthrough? Maybe some of you are praying for freedom in a particular area. You know, maybe uh, you've been addicted many years and God is saying that abide in me, stay in me, let me do a new thing in you. And then maybe you're saying that God, I've been a believer but I'm still struggling in this thing. And after a while, we feel tempted to just fall back to our old ways. But maybe the breakthrough now comes through by asking God, would you help me to fall in love with you more? Would you help me to fall in love with freedom more than, than, than to be focused and fixated with my frustrations? Amen? Amen? And would you just lift up your hands right now and just ask God, I want to pray for people right now. You know, there are different people here and I, I just sense that there are some people, you're at the verge of giving up. But God wants to fill you with His love. Amen? How many are glad that the, 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 the fruit just has to remain? Amen? And would you just remain in God's love? God, I pray right now, would you pour out a fresh portion, a fresh emotion, a fresh experience, a fresh revelation of your love. Your love. God, we know and know that you so loved the world that you gave yourself for us. And so God, right now I pray that Lord, that we would just be reminded again. Bring us back to that place. For some of us, bring us back to that place again when we first met you, when we first discovered how much we are loved by you. And would you just fill us with that revelation and let that revelation come alive right now. Fill my brothers and sisters here in person and watching online with a fresh portion, a, a new portion of your love right now in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, the second point is this. we got to stay humble. And the first key to staying on course is to, just to stay patient and to grow in love with God so that our patience grow as well. Then the second thing is to stay humble. You know, uh, let's turn to John chapter 15, verse 2. And uh, why I say humble is because, you know, it, the idea of abiding in God sounds counterproductive to what we've been taught. 
Jesus is basically saying that, hey, your best potential is realized not when you go overseas, not when you get that new job, get into another relationship, but it's when you stay in me. It is only when you are tattered It is only when you are linked up. It's only when you're plugged in. It's only when you're chained to me that you will discover real freedom. Again, that sounds like what? Freedom, but, but, you know, fruitfulness, but abiding. And God is saying, yeah, that's that's, that's key. And and what God is trying to tell us is, is to be humble and to surrender to Him. You see, you, you cannot be bearing fruit unless you are constantly connected. The problem is this, we, we think we know better. Uh, we think, and, and many times, we, we, we process the world around us with our own experiences. And we, we tell ourselves that, hey, uh, according to my experience, uh, uh, this job is better. According to my experience, I should just say yesterday away, according to the books I've read, you know, this is the right thing to do or not to do, but God instead, I want you to stay humble and stay with me. Another thing that, you know, abiding in God and staying on course is, is so humbling is because it, it almost also feels like uh, God doesn't always reward us for our faithfulness. And, and that's why in John 15 too, uh, uh, can we flash it up again? It says this, right? It talks about God. He said that, yeah, abide in me and every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, and we're thinking, wait, that, that's good, right? Bearing fruit is good. He prunes that it may bear more fruit. You know, how many of you have been there before where you felt like, wow, God, I'm making progress. Oh, God, I'm overcoming. And then, I don't know, a few days later, you go like, God, what's happening? God, I, 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 was, I was doing so well. And, and where are my fruits now? God, I was, I was doing so well. How come it feels like everything has gone wrong now? Pruning is the, is the act of taking shears or blade and cutting off uh, uh, that particular branch. Uh, and it could mean two things. It could mean, for example, God reminding us that, hey, your fruitfulness, your testimonies are for Him. And a lot of times, what we want, if we're really honest, is almost like a consumer relationship with God. God, give me my healing, right? And then, I, I, then I'm, I'll, I'll be fine. But God doesn't want you to just be fine. You know, God sometimes can lead us and go like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I've been praying for maybe a certain area. You know, maybe, maybe whether it's healing or freedom from certain addiction uh, or maybe even breakthrough in your finances, and it feels like, wow, I was once so poor by abiding in God and God showed up and God turned up and, and God brought me out of that. And now I'm, 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 I'm healthy. I'm in the, in the black, not in the red anymore. And then a bill comes. And then you lose your job. And then you might be thinking, wait, God, what's happening? But God is saying, no, no, no. I'm still in the picture. I'm pruning. I might be taking this away, but it's not to condemn you. It's not to punish you. It's not even to make you humble, okay? Even though the point is stay humble. But it's so that that testimony, you, so that that testimony doesn't become an idol. 
That breakthrough doesn't just become your old experience because even sometimes, you know, uh, our old experiences in God while a good thing can limit us to what God is doing, right? If you don't understand that, look at how the Pharisees uh, saw Jesus. They had a lot of understanding of the old things, but when God was doing new things, they couldn't understand it because their experiences, the, their love for the law had become an idol that they couldn't see the grace of God even when it's standing in front of them. And so sometimes God will intentionally take certain things away. You know, how many of you have been there before? God's taken a job away. God's taken a certain breakthrough away so that you can be more fruitful, so that you come back to that place of depending on Him again, so that you come back to that place of, of needing Him again. So you come back. So the, the staying humble is, God's not humbling us, but God is hoping that by removing, by pruning, that he, we will be reminded that actually, God, you have every right to prune. Because you, the Bible says here, Jesus is a true vine, and who is the Father? The Father is the vine dresser. In other words, the vine dresser is also the person who owns the vineyard. And so, yes, I've, oh God, I've been praying so long for this job. How come after a while this job is taken away from me? Because it was never my job. It was never done through my strength. It is God. And, and I'm just coming back to that place of depending on God again so that I can be more fruitful, so new stories can come out. You know, uh, not just success stories. How many know that if, if you ever only produce success stories, uh, that's not the full picture? Because life is not just about success, right? And so think about this way. God wants to create within you multiple types of fruits. You know, some of us, we, we just want fruits of success. But what about fruits of perseverance? What about uh, fruits of, 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 I don't know, um, of tears? You know, sometimes, you know, uh, God places tears in this world today so that it's not only our success can draw people to God, it's also our pain and our, our response to our pain and heartaches that draw people to God. Amen? You know, uh, and I, I want that. I know it's a bold claim and a scary claim, but I want that. I don't just want God to use me on my good days. I want God to use me both in my strength and my weaknesses. As long as my life can point to God, that is a successful and fruitful life. And that's what God wants us to be. So, so don't just think that, you know, Christianity is, is, you know, oh, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. Our God is not into materialism. Don't get me wrong, He blesses us. But that's only a type of fruit. What about generosity? You know, maybe God has given you a lot and then suddenly, you know, how many have you been there before? Not yet? Okay, no? Okay, means not yet. Okay, soon you will. You know, not be surprised if God brings increase into your life and then suddenly God tugs your hand and give it all away. Or maybe not all away, but, but give it to someone. Maybe you've been praying a very long time. God, I want a bonus. And then the bonus comes in. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. And then suddenly the Lord says that, now give this bonus to your mom. What? what my, my mom? Why? You know, my mom wants me to move out of the house, you know. So, so don't, I need this bonus to move out of the house. And, and, and maybe God is saying, no, 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 give it to this person or, or use it for this particular need to bless somebody else because He wants to create within you the fruit of generosity, the fruit of surrender and ultimately the fruit of humility. Amen? And so, how do we stay humble by being grateful? I wrote here that, that God prunes the fruitful, so gratefulness leads to fruitfulness. 
Do you know when I'm the most grateful? Uh, is when I give thanks to God. And every time I come back from missions, you know, I give thanks to God. Because sometimes we, uh, if you're not careful, we can complain. Oh man, you know, uh, uh, the UK, oh, no, this is wrong, that is wrong. No, London, this is wrong, that is wrong. Bristol, this is wrong, that is wrong. And until God brings you into the mission field and, and you go back to basics again of what Christianity is, of what the cross truly is, and you begin to serve the local community there, you come back not just blessed that you were able to be a blessing, but you come back so grateful because the Lord ministered to you. And, and you begin to give God thanks for everything, like a hot shower. You begin to give God thanks for everything, like a roof over your head. You begin to give God thanks for everything, uh, like just even, even having normal basic health. You know, and then you begin to go like, wow, God, I, I just ministered to people uh, who didn't have limbs, and I thank God I've got limbs. You know, I just, I just went to someone and, and, and helped maybe to, to rebuild the water wells uh, of a village and then you come back and you never look at tap water the same way again. And it is in our gratefulness that produces the deepest humility within us that ultimately leads to fruitfulness. You know, when, when we begin to go like, wow, God, you, God, if, God, do it, Lord. I am yours. Do whatever it takes, Lord, to mold me, to change me, so that I can bear you more fruit, you know? And so again, just want to encourage you, because maybe for some of you here, you've been staying the course, you know? For point number one, it could be for people who never quite stayed the course, but some of you here, you stayed the course. And there's been frustration because it feels like it's not been worth it. But don't see the subtraction of God as punishment, see it as pruning which ultimately leads to more fruit. Amen? Praise God. Point number three is this. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. I know abide in God sounds like almost like this Zen-like meditational abide. So God's not asking you to like every day just abide. Ding! Abide. Stay. No, 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 no. What does, uh, uh, you know, the branches do when they are latch on to the vine? They feed off the vine. Nutrients, water, all that is needed to create fruits. So while we are abiding in God, the question is, are you feeding on Him? Are you, uh, you know, uh, I know we all get hungry. I know you use the example about fried chicken and all that, but, but is God your source of sustenance? You see, for us to be fruitful, the, the, the branches can't just exist by itself. It, it, it feeds off the, the vine. It feeds off the rest of the, the plant. It draws. Are you drawing? And maybe to help us stay the course, don't just stay faithful. Don't just be faithful for faithful's sake. Uh, don't just be, uh, you know, a glutton for punishment. I know it's tough, you know, but I'm just going to do it, you know. Uh, uh, God doesn't reward you for your, your calf, like your, your, your sacrifice or your pain only. He, he rewards you when you feed on Him. And, and it's so important because actually Jesus, while well, He talks a lot about abiding, in John chapter 15, verse 7, we read earlier, it says here, if you abide in me and what? My words abide in you, right? And so it's not just about us abiding in God, 
It's just important staying the course. It's important staying patient, growing in love. That's important staying humble and, and, and embracing God's pruning process. That's important, but also stay and feed on His Word. Because, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And not just that, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4, right? And so now we know that it's about, you know, we, we need to feed on God specifically His Word. And so maybe some of us here, God's uh, uh, started you on a journey. But friends, I tell you, if you just do it by your strength alone, you will fail. If you just do it by your strength alone, uh, you will give up. If you just do it even with support from your loved ones, uh, uh, you know, from your church community, it might work for a while, but eventually, friends, you got to learn to feed on God's Word for yourself. Don't get me wrong, homes is good, but even better is when you have, every day, you have, you have, you have uh, uh, homes with, with the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, feeding on His Word, talking to Him, and, and, and that's what I really feel God is saying to us today. You know, He wants us to, to stay the course, and, and He wants to produce beautiful things out of us, fruits. He wants to make us desirable. Everybody, you see a fruit-bearing tree, that's something to behold. That's something you want. You want to pluck from it, you want to feed from it, and, and God is saying, I want to use you. Uh, I want to use you to be my representatives. I want to make your lives fruitful, and fruits are life-giving. Fruits are life-sharing, because fruits are meant to be shared, right? If you see someone eating a bunch of grapes by themselves, that's called selfish, but if a bunch of grapes at a picnic, that's fun. And so God wants us to be that kind of, you know, a bunch of grapes that is shared, you know, to the world around you, to your marketplace, to your office, to your school, to your household. God wants to do all of that, but we got to abide in God. We got to stay the course. Amen? And so, again, I, 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 all this I'm telling you uh, can sound like it's coming from me, but it's actually not. Let me turn you to one more scripture. Let's read on John chapter 15. We stop at verse Verse 8, but let's continue reading from verse 9 to 11. John 15, 9 to 11, and you see God explain it out. John chapter 15, 9 to 11 says this, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. What produces patience? Love. And what is now Jesus asking us to abide in? Abide in love. And then goes on, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love, His commandments, His word. And God is saying that, look, I, abide in me, abide in me, and, and, and love helps you to abide. His commands help you to abide and keep you abiding. And these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. When you give thanks, you cannot help but be joyful. And it is in the joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It is in giving thanks that we discover our joy, the joy of our salvation, the joy of God's provision, the joy of God's protection. 
Amen? You know, we can never take it for granted. Every day, we are more protected. Maybe there's a word for some of you here. You know, you're more protected than you realize. You're more blessed than you realize. No, you're more loved than you realize. Begin to give thanks. Maybe some of you here, what you need to do this week is to give thanks more and say that, God, I want to give thanks. And this is so important. And with this last point, I'll close. The reason why Jesus is asking us and reminding us to abide in Him is because in the world that we're living in today, uh, another word for abide could be connected. And, and we're, we're connected to so many different things. Right now on your phone, you're connected to so many different apps. You're connected to so many different portals. You're connected. Are you connected to God? You're, I know you've got your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter, your YouTube, whatever it is. You know, in your phone, you're probably connected to all these companies. You've got Uber, you've got Grab, you've got you know, I'm not here because nobody sponsored me. I'm not going to keep naming the products, but, but you get what I'm saying, right? Uh, Revolut must say that uh, so that, you know, uh, church people represented. Uh, and uh, Monzo, whatever, you know, you're, you're connected. In your phone, you're connected to so many banks. The question is, are you connected to God? Because the truth is this, if you're not abiding in God, then you're abiding somewhere else. We are created to connect. And we are created to abide. And if you're not abiding in God, are you abiding in anxiety? If you're not abiding in God, are you abiding in fear? If you're not abiding in God, are you right now abiding in a past hurt or past memory, a past disappointment? And God today is saying that make a new home in Him. You got to move out of some of these old dwellings of your life. The old dwelling called hurt. The old dwelling called failure. The old dwelling called depression. The old dwelling called pessimism. The old dwelling called pride. And come into a new dwelling in the vine. Jesus says, I am the true vine. It is in Him that we discover all that God has in store. And it is staying with Him that He produces the fruits in our lives. And it's, it's being in Him and staying with Him that we are fed with the Word of God that keeps us going. Amen? And I pray that, you know, in, in this, because I know right now, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's strange because uh, uh, things are reopening, but it feels like as things reopen, a lot of the old things start coming back. You know, how many of you are more stressed out now that things are, are reopening? How many of you are finding it tougher to work now that things are reopening, right? How many find that deadlines are coming back? It's like, right? And so God is saying that we are created to abide, we're created to connect. And so as things are reopening and we're looking to reconnect, are you reconnecting with the one who can give you true life? Are you reconnecting the one that can deliver you of every fear and anxiety? Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, every time you reveal yourself, it is for our benefit so that we can draw near to you. So God, thank you for revealing that you are the true vine. And Lord, help us to stay the course. Lord, you have done it all. We just need to stay the course. We just need to stay the course. Hallelujah. I just sense, you know, there's a word here for someone. And... Uh, 
you, I just want to confirm something that God has placed in your heart and, and that's called read the Bible. Some, someone here, the Lord has just prompted you and given you almost like a challenge, a guide to say that, would you, would you read His Word? Would you, would you aim to finish reading the Bible this year? I sense this, God just dropped that challenge into someone's heart and I'm just here to say, yes, that's God. Yes, that's God. Would you, would you take God up on that challenge? And the beautiful thing about abiding in God's Word is that it, it guides us. Everybody look up here for a while and, and, um, and Toby, can you flash that picture? I think there was one picture I gave you. The Holy Spirit certainly reminded me of uh, again panorama and uh, it, it's, it's I'm not uh, it's, it's, it's got move up move down it's one of the pictures is there another one that ah that's right do, do you see this so panorama fail right I'm not good at it my hands are always very shaky but did you know that the camera tells you when you need to move up you don't believe me go back and test it out I just tested it out yesterday and it works and when you go too fast it tells you to slow down that's what the word of God does and some of you are trying to create your own fruitfulness with your own speed with your own shaky hands and disregarding what God has to say but God is saying slow down move up a little move down a little let God's word speak so some of you here the Lord just dropped you a, a, a desire would you, would you spend time with his word would you make it a personal goal personal goal not to show off but personal intimacy goal would you go on a journey of reading God's word and diving in with him and as you do that the Lord says He will guide you. Lord, I just want to pray for everyone here. Would you give us a deeper hunger, myself included? Would you give us a deeper hunger for your word? Help us not just to read your word when we need particular wisdom or God forbid something to Instagram about. But Lord, help us to read your word because it's the right thing to do. Because it's the good thing to do because there's wisdom in your word that will guide our path so that we can stay the course. Would you fill everyone here with a greater hunger for your word? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.